I'm Tom. I'm Stephanie. This is a podcast about what bonds people and places together. Or as we like to call it, food glue. This week, Stephanie, I've got intro, question of the week, cookbook corner, yeah. our visit to the dough mother. Yeah. You went to Portugal. 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 So yes, let's start with, well, today we're here in Stephanie's house. Yes. So the sound may be a little bit different because we're not in the studio. Yeah, might be a little bit more echoey. Uh, however, I'm sure it'd be great. You may hear a little dog running around trying to get into the room. The pitter-patter of tiny doggy feet. <laughs> uh, Mr. Marlowe, Stephanie's whippet, is in the house. But should we start with a question you have for me? Yes. I don't know if it's our normal level of question or if, or if it's more of a philosophical dilemma. What? I know, right? When is burger not a burger? Okay, so chicken burger. Is that actually a burger or is it a chicken fillet in a bun? Veggie burger, bean burger, are those burgers? Like, is burger the patty or is burger something between two pieces of bread? Well, that's a sandwich. I think it has to be, a burger has to come in a bun of some description. Yep. So you need, you know, a flat bit and a rounded bit on top, a bun cut in half with something in the middle. Yeah. So it was once a, a, a singular thing. Then I feel it, like cob would be acceptable, but yeah, but a piece yeah, of bread that's been cut in half. Been cut in half. So, but not a sliced loaf. No. That's then a sandwich. Yeah. Okay. So it has to be, so you really want a domed top of some sort yeah. to Roll be a burger. Roll cob. Roll cob, brioche yeah, bun, bun, whatever. Whatever. But one of them's. Yeah. I think, for me, I think even a chicken burger's pushing it, unless it's a, a round patty type thing. Right. So like a turkey burger would be all right because it's like minced into a patty. Yeah. Um, whereas some of the... Like a Nando's one, not a burger. Whereas sticking a fried chicken thing between yeah. isn't, for me, isn't a burger. Mm. So I think a patty of some sort, yeah. or a circular thing of some sort, yeah. inside a bread thing which was once one, one hole with a domed top. <laughs> this is very philosophical, isn't Well, this it? is a very philosophical now question. two parts, but it was once one. So what about if somebody takes, you know, a burger patty, meat patty, and puts it between two slices of lettuce and calls it a burger? That's not a burger. That's no. just really, really unfortunate. It's just sad. It's just, that's just you know, you're feeling quite sad at this point. Or a salad. Um, I asked this question because on my recent trip to Portugal, we had a little favourite restaurant that we discovered, run by the lovely Ina, um, called the Green Parrot, which is in Monte Gordo, right on the Spanish border. And one night on the salad menu, there was a option called the salmon and avocado burger. Now, this was in the salad section, so I should have thought about this, but everything we'd had in this restaurant was amazing, so I just thought, I'll go for it, and I'll get some sweet potato fries on the side because I was hungry. What arrived? (laughs) (laughs) Stephanie, what you can't see, listeners, is how quite quite the expression Stephanie's pulling. I was shocked and excited at the same time. What arrived was a huge wadge of smoked salmon, and the bun was an avocado. So half an avocado stuffed with quinoa underneath with the huge amount of smoked salmon and then the other half an avocado on top with That's... like a little bit of coleslaw and some salad. I was like, this is insane and delicious, delicious, Sounds delicious. not what I expected. Sounds delicious, not a burger. Not a burger. It's possibly burger shaped. I'm I don't pretty know. sure it had quote marks around burger on the menu, but still uh... I kind of was expecting it to be maybe like 
a piece of salmon, a piece of avocado in a bit of a bun, or maybe, you know, a pita or yeah. something to make it more salady. Well, well, that's in a pocket, isn't it? Yeah. You'd have like I don't know. I just salmon and avocado pocket. what I was expecting at all. <laughs> or I thought maybe it was going to be a salad, an avocado and salmon salad with like a bun on the side. It just wasn't what I expected. It was delicious. It was a lot of avocado. Thank goodness it was a small one. But I thoroughly enjoyed it. But it just made me think, when is a burger not a burger? Well, maybe we should turn that over to our listeners. Yeah. And we'll see what they define as I'd a burger. I'd love to hear your thoughts. But um, that leads me nicely on to talking about Montegordo. It's an interesting place because it's a bit of a Dutch stronghold. So um, there's kind of your typical seaside Portuguese restaurants along the front, lots of fish. What I liked is it wasn't just typical. I don't think I had a traditional tourist meal at any point. Like we ordered um, squid one day and it was served like nowhere I'd ever had it like cut into really tiny little chunks and those were deep fried. So it was delicious rather than rings or anything like that. Everything we had was lovely. It was off season. Um, but yeah, there were like two Dutch restaurants in town that were always full of <laughs> Dutch people. <laughs> Not really a party place, which was fine for us. And yeah, we found this little gem of the green parrot to eat in. Um, but I didn't have bad food while I was there once, even when we ended up in a mountain hut. Um, once I discovered that the older people speak more French than English, I managed to order us some delicious um, cheese and tomato sandwiches, was where I managed a to get to. A mountain hut? Yeah. You might need to explain a bit more about your mountain hut. Well, I say a mountain hut. It was on a road, but it was literally like something you would get on the holidays we went in in France in the 80s. Like a tiny little white building with a bit of a sketchy toilet situation yeah, yeah. and a kitchen, maybe some metal, metal um, tables and chairs. They, the locals were eating like kings and had hot food, not a menu to be found anywhere, no food on display. The only things around the counter were like cold drinks and beer and a couple of... So when we first arrived, we were like, oh, it's going to be a coconut chocolate bar situation. Mm -hmm. Then some Dutch people came with their walking poles that had been for a big walk. And I kind of, they, they, they then had cake and coffee and we were like, well, right, I'll try. So I went up and I was like, do you speak English? No, so then I just started being like, mm, food, like hand signals. And then some more Dutch people arrived and had a lovely conversation with the old lady in French. And I was like, right, this I can do. And my friends who I was with just stood back and let me struggle throughout all of this. So they're just kind of like, there's loads of like old local guys in there having a coffee and a bit of lunch. My friends are just stood by the door, like sniggering, like we're all starving, but they're just kind of sniggering their heads off watching me struggle. And so... When I managed to order some cheese and tomato sandwiches, they were quite pleased. But we had three hot drinks, um, a bottle of water, and three cheese and tomato sandwiches, and it came to the sum total of nine euros. This is great, isn't it? We used to go to Portugal when I was still jumping out of planes, and in a place called Alvor, which is sort of not quite near the Algarve, but not quite. And it, that was a kind of German stronghold, so it was mm. a place that a lot of Germans used to go on a holiday, yeah. and we always went off-season. Um, so you'd speak German to the locals there. You would all, if you'd, mm. you'd, you'd better off ordering, like better off ordering in German than yeah. you were ordering in English, um, which is quite lucky because the place, the drop zone, the parachute centre was run by Germans. So you'd go out yeah, with Germans, yeah. you'd speak to the Germans in English, and then they would order the food from the Portuguese people in German, mm. which was all very bizarre, but it all worked mm. out in the end. Yeah. And they all, they used to go to the off to the smaller places, the smaller yeah. and yeah, you'd pay thirty cents for a small beer or. 
to euros for a I do wonder if this place actually sandwich. served hot food and they didn't really know how to charge us for these sandwiches they'd made us and so you just decided you'd want like them. two euros one and I love that in Europe it's like sacrilege unless if you're charged more than a euro for Cafe Solo yeah for yeah. an espresso because we went to another place which was like a bit fancier um, down up the border uh, and the river so it's a river the border between Spain and Portugal there and um, it was right on the riverfront, so it was a bit more, much like what you'd expect in the UK, as a, ca as a, ca a nicer cafe. Yeah. Big cake counter when you walked in. We were freezing, so we had two coffees each, and this cake that was like, it must have been like dried fruit and nuts, all scrunched up, which here you'd pay, what, three ninety four a slice of that? We each had a slice of that, two coffees, and it came to 12 euros. And again, I was like, pardon? Oh, he charged me wrong. I, I picked the days I paid for the coffee and cake were good days to pay for coffee and cake. I remember being, <laughs> so we went out, I remember being again going back to Portugal, and this was like around the 2000s probably. Yeah. But we found this little local bar called Number, it was, well, it didn't actually have a name, we called it Number 33 because it was at Number 33, oh, okay. and it was someone's house. Oh. It's like nice. someone, someone's front room that yeah. clearly like managed to blag a pump and a keg from the brewery and just had yeah. their mates around for cheap beer. And that was 30, yeah, 30 cents for uh, like a small glass of beer. Cool. And his mum made the beef annas, so they put the Portuguese pork. Wow. Pork. Yeah. Not a pork burger, because it's not a patty. <laughs> <laughs> pork roll, hot yeah. pork roll. Lovely, love them. Um, and his mum used to come down from the, up, the upstairs with those and give them to you. And we'd quite often be in there for quite a while, and then somebody would pay 20 euros. Yeah. It was like... Just put the money down. Not, not in an arrogant way, but it was like, the costs were so inconsequential... Yeah. Because we're on a holiday. But 10 of you could drink quite happily and, yeah. and for quite some time and pay 20 euros for beer yeah. and pork sandwiches and nice. not care about it. And that was lovely because it was such a really nice little community bar. Talking of community bars, I'm going to use that as a nice segue to talk about um, where we went last week. Um, some people probably don't know about this, but if you kind of walk out of Beeston towards A52, there's a road called Central Avenue. And as you get nearer the A52, there's a really small parade of shops. If, if you didn't know it was there, it's in the midst of a housing estate, so you would have no reason ever to go there. But we're lucky that there are a few really hidden gems there. So last night I actually, funnily enough, accidentally had takeaway from the Thai there called Bee Thai. Which is right next door to the place we're going to talk about. Yeah, they've actually now got indoor seating and I really enjoy their Thai food. So I'd recommend if you want to go out or a takeaway for a Thai, Bee Thai is a great shout. And next door to that, or is it two doors down? It's literally next Very door. Very close is the Doe Mother, uh, which is where we went last week, Tom. It was, I've not been, I've heard a lot about it. Mm -hmm. It keeps coming from conversation. It's, it's on the wrong side of Beeston for me because I'm mm. on the west and it's on the east side of Beeston mm -hmm. towards the university mm -hmm. so I have to go past many of our favourite haunts to get there so you have to kind of be it's quite a deliberate mm. um, thing to do so I've not been but I did go for the first time and it reminded me of being in France when I was mm. little going into Boulangerie and actually it's set up very much like that in yep. the interior has got sure. French, French pictures and decorations and an old piano and yep. and bits and bobs in it yeah, for sure, I completely agree. And maybe just European in general. 
The owners in there are Greek, so occasionally you'll have people come in and say Calamera. So you definitely feel holiday vibes in there. And actually, although it is a bit of a walk, they're dog friendly. So I would definitely now make the pilgrimage to go there over lunchtime because I know I can get my dog walk in, pick up. They've always got fresh bread. So while we were sat in there, they had fresh bread coming out. And they only seem to make like five or six loaves of each thing at a time. So there's no, maybe even less for some of them you know, go in and ask what's just come out of the oven and they'll wrap it up in paper I think it is one of those things, yeah, yeah, if you go in and think you're going to want that, certainly from their bread thing, yeah. you're probably not going to get it. But if you turn up yeah. and just wait a bit and see what's coming out. Remember, yeah. a, a whole load of nice rolls or buns came out, rolls. Yeah. And, and, the, um, and the twisty things. Yeah, like, they looked a bit like a... Um, oh, my words have gone, a German pretzel, but I think they were more something of a maybe a, a jewish or a lebanese tradition they were slightly more round than a pretzel and ha were covered in sesame seeds we'll have to have a look so we can find mm -hmm. it put a picture up yeah what did yeah so one lady came in and bought the entire stock of these of these fresh rolls that just yeah. came out and then spent a great lot went a great length to explain that she wasn't going to eat them all she was having a party <laughs> that, <laughs> that evening i suspect if you let them know the day before they'd cook yeah. something special for you yeah they're definitely kind of a local place where you could build a rapport um, but equally, if you want to go in and just sit quietly by yourself and do some work, there's space for that as well. You can So you can sit in, you can grab a coffee, you can grab a cake, which is exactly what we did. So what we had quite a selection because I was, mm. actually I was on second breakfast, but I had just walked mm. over. Yeah, it's only 20 minutes, half an hour for me. It's not exactly far away. Um, and then, so we had a selection of their cakes. I might drop a little bit of our choosing in right now. Oh, I'm excited, Stephanie. Not been here if we're going to have something from this selection, I think we'd have to share something because they're huge. That Parisian flan. Yeah. And the Pri San Sebastian cheesecake. I'm pretty sure I could nail that though. A leek puff pastry and a cheese puff Sit pastry. Down. We should pick a cake or two as well, really. Is it too old for Black Forest? It might be. But it does look rather oh, wonderful. Wow. Covered in, is it cream cheese frosting on the top? I'm quite excited by the Parisian flan. Well, let's get one of those. Have a Parisian, Parisian flan? Yeah. And the cheesecake, please. The chocolate one. The chocolate one? Should we go with the chocolate yeah. one? Yeah. The chocolate, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. <coughs> and then that should be more than enough. Yeah. I've already had a sausage sandwich. I think we decided to have savoury and sweet. We did. So we had actually something I'd had before, so I let you go for it. We had their little, and they're probably the size of, I'm going to say a hand pie. People might not know what that is, but kind of... Um, what, what would you, a pack of cards, size of a pack of cards, but yeah. a bit more domed. They do a selection of savoury pastries of that size. They'd be great to take on a picnic or something like that in the summer or you know, with half term, great to grab a few of those and take out for a day. It'd be a good size thing for, for a, a kid, walk. if you're yeah. like my size, bear in mind I'm like 100 kilos and six foot, <laughs> <laughs> you might need a bit more. Um, so we had a cheese one Yeah, like a, a cheese one. Cheese one and a leek one. The cheese yeah. one was... Greek soft cheese of yeah, some description, feta-y, sultry, lovely. And the other one was uh, leek. Again, slightly cheesy sauce in it. What you can't see is my face. Is it like... Oh, she's um, looking very happy. That's right. Like, not a puff, is it? Like a, is it short crust, but a bit puffy? Puffy? Yeah. It's not puff pastry, but yeah. It's quite bread. It's almost bready, but with a bit of pastry, enough pastry to it. The inside's like a kind of leek, leek and cheese pie. Mm. But they're small, they're like hand pies, aren't they? Yeah, little, 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 little handful. The pastry was really interesting because it's kind of half, for me, it's halfway mm. between bread and halfway between like a short crust. Yeah. I couldn't quite work out what it was. I agree. 
but I really enjoyed it. They were really nice, really fresh. They were just about warm, very and, fresh. And we had a coffee each, didn't we? Were they? Was it two hundred degrees coffee? Yeah, can't remember. They were roasting. It was very pleasant. Normally, yeah. I I can still remember it. So normally, if I either can't remember coffee, which means it was indifferent, I, or I remember if I remember it, it's either really bad or really good. So it must okay. have been pretty good. It wasn't Greenhood, but it was better than. Where else have we reviewed? It was better than um, Oakfield Farm. Yeah. On episode one or and, two. And yeah. um, Mine Cakes by the Lakes, yeah. which I can't really remember. Which yeah. doesn't mean it was bad coffee, it just means I can't really remember. Yeah. Like they were in, it was like the right size mugs and the right quality yeah. beans and yeah, really good. Uh, and then we, even though it wasn't really the right time for it, we had two enormous pieces of, I think, did we have double cheesecake in the end? We, we well, we went for Parisian, Parisian flan mm-hmm. and we had their quite amazing chocolate cheesecake. Yeah, that was amazing. I did enjoy the Parisian flan. Parisian flan was really nice. I've not really mm. had a Parisian flan before, or I probably have. But it's kind of, it's like a very light baked cheesecake. Mm. So it's got a much lighter texture. They were both baked cheesecake. It's almost like a, um, how do you say it? Pasta donatus. That's yeah. not how you say it. Sort of custody. Custody in the middle. Set custard, mm. which is very thick. Mm. <clears throat> Vanilla, sugar. Delicious. Quite light, quite a light taste. You're very good call on. Yeah, I think if we'd had the chocolate, had the chocolate first, one it would have ruined this. We wouldn't be able to taste this. I've got a dog in one hand and a cake in the other. Happy. I feel very, pri- happier? I feel very privileged. But it wasn't. But it must have been whipped or something because mm. it had quite. It was quite aerated. Mm. It wasn't really like a big. You didn't put it down and the table thundered like yeah. the chocolate one did, and that was very vanilla, very delicious, very light. Yeah, I'd actually really like to go back in there next time. I'm going round to somebody's house for dinner and grab like four slices of something or four different slices and cut them up when you get there. You know, it's that kind of place where lots of the cakes in there were big and they're quite happy for you to be like, can I eat half now and have half later? Oh, I'm, pretty sure, chunks. I'm pretty sure they'd make you a cake quite happily. If you go in, can you make me a chocolate cheesecake? I'm going around to my friends. Yeah, I want to buy the whole lot. Like you want to kill if them. you're going to a party or something, but to... equally you could buy four slices yeah. and take that away. You want away. to give people diabetes, yeah. it would be amazing. Yeah. Um, but they were really, they were good. So what do we think of, so we had the prison flan, how was the chocolate cheesecake? Oh, it was good. It was deep and dark. I'm very happy with this chocolate cheesecake we're just mm. eating. It's like, it's not heavy at all, is it? No, it just like melts. No. It's a baked, both of the ones we've had have been baked. So this, you can see where it's been baked rather than a set cheesecake. This is beautiful. It had, if I remember, three layers, didn't it? It did. It had a different, had like a baked biscuity. Maybe like a coating. It had a coating, the main bit. Yeah. And then it had the biscuity spongy base. base. So it had three different textures, which is nice because sometimes they can be very solid. Neither of the cheesecakes had a crumbly, uh, what is it? A buttery biscuit base. Not Greg's favourite. They were more spongy bases. Yeah. I would say much more in the European tradition. I have been before and bought bread for sure from there. It's really great. In fact, last time I went and bought bread, I bought two loaves because I couldn't decide, so I just bought both. And I did that thing we talked about a few episodes ago where I had to eat the end off the baguette before I'd even got home. D, this wish. I will definitely be going back again. It's a great place to go to, you know, mid-morning on a Saturday. You've got nothing else to do. Grab a coffee, grab some bread for the rest of the weekend. Yeah. Grab a cake. But yeah, now I know also that it's, I can go in midweek with the dog. Well, that was the thing. Marlo came with us quite happily, that. didn't he? Yeah. Um, Took his blanket, he sat on the floor. He was a good boy. Yeah. And he was, you know, he, and he, that was lovely because we could go and sit down and take the dog and just enjoy ourselves. Yeah. And have a chat. 
And because it's like a bit of a walk there for me, actually I could go there midweek for work, take a meeting in there, have a coffee. Marlo would chill out and walk back and then he's had like an hour, 45 minute walk. Mm. I've done a meeting, had a nice coffee. Yeah, I definitely think it will be part of my sort of um, repertoire of places I go to now to do a bit of work and things like that. Yeah, and it's not about the same distance for you and me, so yeah. we can always meet there quite happily. Well, and the good news is they will be moving. So go and check them out on Central Avenue, get used to them, in, start trying stuff, and then when they move a bit more centrally, then we'll all be used to it and we'll know all our favourites and can enjoy it even more. To be confirmed, but yes, it is in the works. Mm. And hopefully moving to a more central place in Beeston and in Nottingham, which yeah. will be great. But the more the... we support them where they are now, the easier it's going to be for yeah. them to move. Yeah, into the Golden Triangle, which would mm. be interesting. It's a different, I think it will fit really well into Beast and it's a different offering to what we've got mm. already. The only other place that's maybe a bit similar but without the bread is Christine's Delights and I think we should cover them soon because it's a bit of a, yep. I don't think you'd necessarily go in there if you didn't know about without it. Without a bit of pre-information. So luckily for you guys, Tom and I are there to give you that pre-information <laughs> and uh, dive in. So we'll make, that, make sure that's on our hit list and if there's anywhere like that, that you've kind of always wandered past and thought, I wonder what that's like, but you're too nervous to go in on your own, tell Tom and I about it. We'll do it. <laughs> we'll be your guinea pigs. Tom's looking at me like, oh, God, what's she going to make when, me do? Well, maybe I'll go in. You're going to make me... Well, I'd love for Christine's delights. I'm very happy to go to. Yeah. So, so, I, can be a bit, I can be a bit boring in my choices, so it might be good to venture out and be a bit yeah. more adventurous than I normally am. Exactly. And see where we end up. Just while we're on the note of Beeston, two of our previous podcast guests are collaborating. What? It's coming up. So the lovely um, G&G, so Grace and her noodles, are doing a pop-up at Essen General Store, um, which I, I'm hoping to go to, but I highly recommend. You need to email Essen if you want to join in the fun on the night and get a table reserved, because obviously it's just Grace, so what's she'll be doing everything on her own. Oh, what's the date? I'll put it in the show notes, but I'm 99% sure it's the 3rd of March. Okay. That's a Thursday, but we'll make sure that's in the show notes. So, so you if you listen to this out. after the 3rd of March 2023, you've missed it. Yeah, but she does do more. So check out G&G's on Instagram or Essen on Instagram, and I'm sure they'll share future pop-ups. I cooked something recently. No. I did. I actually <laughs> cooked something, Stephanie. Wow. Um, so I'm going to present it as Cookbook Corner. Okay. Though it's not from a cookbook. I did a website, a, a website recipe once. A website recipe? Who am I? My mother. I did an online recipe once for Cookbook Corner. So is this a made-up one? Or was it from another source? So it's from a video from a channel I follow called Jolly. Oh, okay. And there's two guys. One's called Josh, one's called Ollie. It took me a surprising amount of time to work out oh, where, nice. where, where the channel name came from. Yeah. About a year. And I was like, oh, uh, you, you've already, already probably all worked out where they get Jolly from. Um, and they are a kind of fun collab mm. eating and drinking channel. Yeah. They do a bit of challenges. They do a bit of going around the world. They do a bit yeah. of what's the best baked beans? Yeah. What's our favourite flavour of crisps? Chocolate Bar World Cup and associate mm. such things. And they went to America for a bit of a food gastro tour. Yeah. And they ended up talking to a real OG YouTube food guy in LA and they went to a place called Boba Mofo 
and it does like the best boba tea, which we still need to try. Oh yeah, boba tea, yeah. In in America. But they also do a load of I side dishes. If boba mofu is from the same people as Momofuko. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, we'll look that up. Um, but I thought this is really cool. So I watched this video, but they were so there, and they also do a load of, strangely enough, weird burgers that aren't actually burgers, oh. according to my definition, but yeah. you know, stuff between, stuff in a roll. And this dish, and I thought that dish looked really interesting. So this dish is tater tots and tofu. So tater tots for our non-American listeners are, we would call them a little hash brown bites sort yeah. of thing. Maybe not quite the same, but the closest I could find in our local Lidl yeah. was mini hash brown bites, which are yeah. probably nicer anyway. Yeah. And tofu, which has been marinated and then fried up to give it a bit of a crispy thing. So I thought that looks really interesting. It mm. might be really, really bland, but I'll give mm. it a go. I was hungry one lunchtime. I was going through the going through the fridge and we were down to like, I was like oh half a block of tofu I need to tofu though you know of course yeah you know the with good all stuff the O's, yeah. with all the O's the tofu that's with all the, the O's that's the one chop that into kind of two centimeter cubes mm -hmm. dust it in corn flour to get a bit of a crust yeah. rapid marinade with soy sauce and a bit of rice yeah. wine and, and other bits and bobs for 20 minutes yeah. whilst whilst I had the tater tots mm. in the oven and they were doing that roasty thing so then I flash fried all that up Mm -hmm. The tofu, tofu. Got a little baking dish, mm -hmm. little terracotta one, very nice, very fancy. Pro mm. Probably from France, if my partner's collected it at some point. Half most of our pots and terracotta pots come from. I hope you took a picture of the finished article. Oh, I didn't. I'm gonna have to make it again just to, just yeah. so I can share everyone. What a terrible, terrible, terrible thing! <laughs> <laughs> so that then. Also, also fried up some onions and a bit of mushrooms along yeah. with the, the tofu. That then mixed all together. Yeah. With the mini hash brown bites mm -hmm. in the terracotta pot. Grated cheese over the top, back in the oven, so all the, all, the, all the cheese all melted into the whole thing. Brought it out and then covered it all in sriracha mayonnaise and some fresh coriander and spring onions. Oh my God, it was Stephanie, it I was amazeballs. <laughs> I was like, wow. That sounds great. It was I mean, really good. I've just thought if you wanted to try that again, like I'm away with work quite a lot at the moment and so actually the freezer freezer is really my friend at the moment so those hash browns go in the freezer but also the tofu brand with all the o's they do straight to wok pre-marinated tofu now so do you can they? literally just grab a handful out the freezer and just chuck it in oh that's worth um, knowing they about do like a teriyaki one and something else in the freezer section so that would make that recipe even quicker that would be great wouldn't yeah. it yeah Straight to what? Love it. 20 minutes, pretty yeah, much. With a bit they're of... like already done in corn flour and stuff. Yeah. And then when your oven's still hot, put the yeah. thing back in, cheese melts, done. Yeah. And then a little bit of nice green stuff on top, yeah. just to make it sing a bit. Scallions. Scallions. Scallions and tater tots. Um, I thought that was absolutely, so mm. not really cooked but corner. I will have no, to. I, that's allowed. That allowed. I'm actually just going to have a little, see if we can hear these jolly chaps. It's Michelin madness, John. <laughs> wow. Hello. I'm Josh. I'm Ollie. And today we're going to be eating two-star Michelin British food. Wow, their home setup. The big jolly in the background. We've got some goals there. No, no, they're pretty good. They've got a whole team as well. So they've got like production team, cameramen, editors, yeah, all sorts of stuff. And we need to try and do that. Next time in the studio, we need to just let uh, something video us and then we can put some snippets of us IRL so you can all see what we look like when we're having the fun that is recording this podcast. <laughs> do you normally laugh quite a lot at each other's ridiculous faces? That sounds really rude. Um, 
So that was it. So both, yeah, really good. There's some other, it's mm. really good episode. We'll put a link in the show notes. Listen, they try some other stuff, including the burgers that aren't shaped like burgers. How is that chamomile and mint? It's really good. I'm currently having a chamomile and mint tea infusion that Stephanie yeah. found. Well, they're from um, a company based in Cookham down south called Happy Leaf, um, who make, they are the purveyors of fine tea and it's all loose leaf um, and delicious and all different flavours. Really good. So yeah, Tom's trying one of those. I'll have to send me a link. Down in Cooking. I want some. I drink quite a lot of chamomile tea. Mm. I basically drink far too much coffee in the morning and then spend the afternoon yeah. drinking chamomile tea to try and calm down again. Yeah. And hopefully by bedtime I reach like a happy medium. <laughs> it's supposed to be very good for your um, like gut microbiome, isn't it? Chamomile tea. It's, it? like, it's what your nan would give you, isn't it, if you had a pile of tummy. Back in the old days. Tea, yeah. I don't know, but I just, I get told it's, it smells like hay. Yeah. You're drinking that hay tea again? Yeah, I like it. It's nice. That's fair enough. The Happy Leaf, I think you have four or five different chamomile teas as I'm well. I'm going to have to, Happy Leaf Company. Yeah. We'll drop a, note, a thing in the show notes and I'll have to get ordering or try and find it somewhere. Definitely. You've got a really fancy plunger. Like tea strainery thing that we use. Tea strainer. It's actually loose not leaf that tea fancy, strainer thing. But I hate you know when you get the little ones that yeah. are like a circle that splits in half. It's like a mouth. Yeah, like the hemisphere, two hemispheres. Yeah, like yeah. a jaw. That's what I'm trying to say. Like a jaw. Yeah, two hemispheres. I just find them hassle. And they're hassle to clean. And they're hassle to put the loose leaf tea in. Well, I've got one that is like a mug. If it's like it, a like, yeah. It's like a cone, yeah. inverted cone, made of mesh <clears> that. <hang throat> that suspended over your mug. It was quite, yeah. I really liked it. It doesn't have a lid. I literally have no idea where it came from. And it's very it tidy. You pick, lift it yeah. out. It's got little lifters. Put it and put it on and a And then little... you just bash it out into your compost thing and then rinse it in the sink. Jobs are good and make your next tea. I've got some beautiful loose leaf Earl Grey that a friend got me from Fortland and Mason's and it's perfect for that. I actually think I stole it from my mum. I think I was like, I've been given this loose leaf tea if you got one and she had it in the cupboard from bygone times. I have something else to talk to you about. Ooh. I was been doing a lot of driving recently and I suddenly thought we need a Food Glue podcast playlist on Spotify. Okay. And I would like to collate songs that talk about food. Right. Because I was listening to... Can you tell I'm excited because my voice has gone funny? I was listening to... Good job, Train. Mike. Drops of Jupiter. Love Like Deep Fried Chicken. They talk about on there, and they also talk about the best soya latte that you ever had in the song. And this is music? Yes, in the song, there's both those lyrics, and I was wow. like, what a tune. We've talked before about food in movies, and I thought we need to get like the world's best list of, not necessarily songs about food, but songs with lyrics about food in them, okay. just like that. So I'm going to start off with that song in a Spotify playlist. We'll share that as well, you can make suggestions, so do, you know, ping me with those memorable lyrics from songs that have got um, references back to, to food, like that train song. I have an anecdote. Oh, yes, go for it. So, myself and my partner, Joe, like many yeah. people, have various Alexas. Oh, yes. Or oh, Echoes, dot things. Yeah, be careful or the phone will go off. Yeah, yeah. around the house. Um, we have one in the bedroom and one in the kitchen and one in the front room and one mm -hmm. in the garden office. Oof, yeah. So we, we can play music and drop in. We don't yeah. actually use them for anything other yeah. than basically using them as speakers and they're basically glorified radios. Mm. However, we have we've developed a system whereby who is up first is pottering in the kitchen and then the second person wakes up, which to be fair is generally me because mm. I'm a lazy bones. And we ask Alexa to play the coffee song by Frank Sinatra. So my entry. I don't know this 
So, so my entry to your playlist would be the coffee song by well, Frank Sinatra. And there's obviously, how do you like your eggs in the morning? I like mine with a kiss. So, Spoiled or fried, I'm satisfied <laughs> as long as I get my... And that's us, DMR striked. So yeah, the coffee song by Frank Sinatra would be my Hold entry on. to the list. Oh, it's like we're back in uh, the dough mother again. Less than 20 seconds, but we're all right. <laughs> okay, yeah, great. I'm looking forward to it. This could be a good, fun adventure, I think. Oh, the other thing that we have to talk about, Tom, is just you saying about being a bit over-caffeinated. We have procured... I've got a very nice coffee machine, and mm. I did not realise how much a huge difference getting a decent grinder would make. Yes. So we bought a second-hand grinder, and I would honestly urge anyone thinking about investing in a coffee setup to learn from my mistake and invest in a grinder first. It's not just a second-hand grinder, though, is it? It's X. It's an X coffee shop mm. grinder. It's very, very nice. I'm putting an embarrassed face now because our home Precision. setup is like epic now. So much so I feel like I can't go out for coffee anymore. So we, yeah, have a really good machine. Actually, I was down at Colic Lake um, where I work on Sunday mornings and um, there's Wired on Wheels there and their coffee's delicious. And they, I was like waiting for my coffee and I went, oh, you've got the same grinder as me. And then I thought, that sounds really weird. <laughs> uh, but I've got a Victoria Arduino uh, coffee grinder. And honestly, yeah, if you're thinking of investing in your home coffee setup, even if you're using AeroPress or Cafetiere at the moment, invest in a good grinder and i don't mean like i had a duolip grinder before which i thought was quite good no not good <laughs> right really spend you know before you spend hundreds of quid on a coffee machine spend a hundred quid on a grinder yeah and really get it nailed um because it's we've had this machine for a year oh, hello we've had this machine for a year and our coffee quality has gone through the roof now and i've got some delicious beans as well, which have also made a big difference. And I wanted to tell you about those. So I now have beans from, I just want to look it up so I get the facts on. No, Marlo. Sorry, Marlo just licked the microphone. I don't know what that's gonna sound like. Hello. Oh, and it right in the mouth, eh? Thanks. I'm getting lots of kisses now. We left Marlo outside while we were started to record and I think he thinks he's been left outside. For been, years. Been so forever. He's very grateful to be back in. We've got a Sage Barista Pro in my house. So not quite as flash as yours, a bit more bean to cup. Um, but it does have a really good grinder on it. Yeah. So if you were to get that grinder separately, it'd be a couple hundred quid. Yeah, exactly. Proper good ceramic ceramic Makes it blades. Big. Yeah. And you can control the grind like size. The clumper. The amount, everything. Yeah. yeah. It, can, it controls the grind really, really well. So the coffee I just got was some girls who grind coffee. Um, they're based in the southwest, I think, but they're um, a woman-led speciality coffee roastery and rebellion movement. So they source all their coffees exclusively from women producers, um, and they really celebrate the women that their beans come from all over the world, which is really, really great. So I love their coffee. It comes from female coffee farmers and um, the badass ladies at Girls Who Grind Coffee really great um flavors they generally have um you can also get it pre-ground from them if you don't have a grinder which oh, is okay. if you haven't got a grinder before you invest in a great one just buy your coffee ground because then you know it's been 
grind it on a good grinder. Wow, that's hard to say. I really like the Girl Crush, which is their house espresso, um, but I'm going to be breaking out to trying some of their other ones in the next few weeks and months because I just think there's, they're delicious. And the packaging is beautiful, so you can like, <laughs> leave the box out on your shelf for the few days you've got the beans, and it just looks amazing. So, yeah, highly recommend. Get your hands on some Girls Who Grind coffee. Um, check them out. Read a bit about what they're about and why it's important to buy your coffee from a company like them, and enjoy it. Sounds wicked. I'm looking forward to you making me some coffee stuff. I will. Next time you're here. On the grinder. So that's it from us for this episode. Thanks so much for listening. She's been Stephanie. He's been Tom in his cat (laughs) t-shirt. Keep eating and we will too. Thanks for listening to Food Glue. Please subscribe to us and share us with all of your friends, family, your nan, your dog, whoever. We would love to hear from you via our Instagram at foodgluepod or you can email us at foodgluepod at gmail.com. And if you've got some spare time, please do rate and review us on your favourite podcast player because it helps other people to find us.